0: Good morning, good morning, ain't it a great morning? Welcome all you normalarians and bottle treearians and diggers and all the other folks you just like to get dirty. We're going to be doing that for the next hour or so. I'm Horticulturist Felder Rushing, and you've tuned in to the Gestalt Gardener. It's a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. My producer is an awesome job of Chapman. We're going to have fun. i got some, some cheesy music that's sort of reminiscent of a trip I made this week to the Delta uh, to speak to the Deer Creek Garden Club in Leland, Mississippi. But for the next hour, we're going to, I've got a few emails and there's some events going on, some things you might be interested in. But mostly it's a chance to kick back, relax, think if there's some things you want to chat about that's related to gardening or anything related to that. If I don't know it, I'm okay with that. We'll find out. Again, Horticulture's Failed me and Java are going to take a real quick news break and come back with the gestalt gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And I guarantee you, we're going to get dirty. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's Felder Rushing, and we are talking about, about gardening. Hope you want to, because that's, that's what I'm ready to do. Uh, if I seem a little subdued today, Java, it's because I got a flu shot yesterday, you know? And rarely does it, but I had every last night headaches, fever, the, the knuckles of my toes ached. So, uh, anyways, I, I, I'm cheerful because I'm immune or whatever from the flu. But, anyway, folks, if you want to give us a call today, it's a live program, and I've got a few things to share, some really neat events, uh, some some things coming up that you might be interested in. Some of you will. And uh, if you want to give me a call and just talk about what's over on your guarding mind, it's real easy, One eight seven seven mpb ring uh, By the way, I was driving down the road at uh, Java. You might... Appreciate this. I was driving down the road on, on Northview. You know where Northview is in Jackson? Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Where there's a woman there uh, named Jenny Nelson. She's been here on the program before. She has a beautiful Jamaica uh, cottage-type garden, really really a jungle. And I'd been chatting with her, and I drove away, and I heard somebody said, hey. I looked at it, and I went, hey. And somebody, a, a big woman with a, a leaf blower running out the street waving, and she said, hey, MPB, MPB. She didn't know my name. She called me MPB. <laughs>
2: So, so well, we appreciate that, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, just call me MPB anyway. Appreciate that. Hey, this uh, this past week has been so hot and so dry, so unbelievably uh, hot and dry. After a long wet spring and a long wet uh, summer where everything grew a little extra too good, and then the sky faucet shut off, I've had some plants turn brown. I mean. Dead brown. So what I did was I took me some some spray paint. Maybe our we could maybe we could post this on the MBB. I have a Nandina and I spray painted some some of the brown berries red, and I painted some of the foliage John Deere green. <laughs> I mean, why not? They're dead anyway. You know, sooner or later they're going to be pulled up. But I spray painted a, a Nandina John Deere green. Why not? Uh, anyway, early this morning I woke up to a really nice heavy rain. It was on my tin roof, good and slow. I, I went out, I opened up the windows. I got screens on them, of course, uh, because I knew it was going to be cool. It was going to be humid, but I knew there wouldn't be mosquitoes. But most important, no dust, no pollen. Good, heavy, steady rain. Opened up the windows, put a fan in it and pulled fresh. Because my cabin's been locked up tight for months, been too hot and humid to open any windows. So I got a lot of real fresh, ozone-rich oxygen in my place. I thought that was real nice. Now, pollen-free, I might add. And uh, by the way, it looks like State Fair weather's going to be right on time next week. I've always said it gets hot halfway through the State Fair, then it turns cool. And Looks like next week it's going to be real, real nice. If you get a chance to go to the State Fair uh, here in Jackson, uh, see if, go to the Trademark Building where they got the old cars and, and the quilts and the jellies and all like that, and go visit the Flower Show and see if you can spot my four plants i got four plants two of them are pretty weird but if you get a chance down there swing by the trademark look at the flower show some really unusual great old pass-along plants some cool plants that are hardly found for sale anywhere things that people grew and it came to showing them off uh and we got some other things we're going to talk about but if you've got some things you'd like to to yak about give us a call it's toll free one eight seven mpb ring um i've got a uh a couple of events coming out right away you're going to be interested in. Some of you hope so. Um, one's going to be in Meridian uh, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning. From, so if you're listening to this at 10 o'clock on Saturday, you missed it. Well, you missed part of it anyway. Uh, this can, I'm going to be giving a presentation at the max which is a very, very cool uh, cultural museum. It's right by the train station, right downtown Meridian. You cannot miss it. It's just such a uh, such a, a great, great museum. Uh, but I'm going to be doing a presentation on wacky container gardens, growing all sorts of stuff for winter in all sorts of different kind of containers, flowers, a few shrubs, some herbs, some vegetables, some things that will be fun, that don't take up a lot of space, that are easy to take care of. You don't have as many problems with insects over the wintertime, but there's a lot of stuff you can plant. In containers and maybe group them together on your porch, and you have all the benefits of a big garden. Looks to start at nine o'clock, it's going to be at the max. Now, they have a $5 charge, it's usually more expensive, but they have a special weekend thing uh, for five bucks. Get this, if you come for my presentation on container gardening, it's going to start at 9 o'clock, and it will be over, you know, not, it's not going to take a long, long time. But bring a ready-to-grow plant in a pot or a bag. We'll have a little informal plant swap, too. Uh, and by the way, while you're down there, East Mississippi Master Gardener is going to have a plant sale from 8 till 1 right next door at the Meridian Train Depot Park. Got all sorts of fun stuff appropriate for local gardens. So that's one of the things. Uh, Max nine to ten uh, nine to eleven or so bring a plant if you want to do the plant swap we'll be talking about container gardens and then visiting the master gardeners in their wonderful plant sale downtown meridian now before we get to the other stuff let's yak with some folks let's talk with karen who's calling from woodville which is about as far south as you can get in mississippi karen
3: <laughs> i think you're right <laughs> how are you Uh, I'm doing real good. This is uh, my first year on this property. It's rural property out in the pines, and um, there is a what? Java? I
0: I can't hear anything. Um. Uh, uh, Yeah. There we go. There we go. We came back. I'm
4: not Karen. I'm somebody else. Uh, Oh. uh,
0: Okay. Who is this?
4: This is Johanna, but. I didn't want to bump Karen off.
0: Well, Okay, well, I don't know what happened, but Karen, call us back because I want to find out what her project is. What's up, Johanna?
4: Okay, first I want to just compliment you on how smart you were to suggest everybody to put out water for the butterflies and the squirrels and all those different creatures when we had this horrible hot, dry spell. They needed it. I had two hummingbird feeders, and I looked up, and there were lizards that had come down drinking <laughs> out of the hummingbird feeders.
0: Yeah, it's it amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> but we, we just don't think about that, but they can't just lap it up off a of bark. Yeah, you know, they I,
4: can't I, I, go turn on a faucet somewhere or get the open icebox and get something. Yeah. But anyway, I was so happy that you said that. But one thing I wanted to ask you, I went to, we went up to the Carolinas, and I got some Queen Anne's Laces seeds.
0: Uh-huh. Dry, I, I all dried up, right?
4: I got the brownest, knobbiest ones I could find, but I haven't planted them and I don't know when to plant them.
0: Well, you know, in, in nature, they, as soon as they hit the ground, you know, they, they, this plant will actually grow over the wintertime. It's a wild carrot and grows better over the winter than it does over the summer, believe it or not. So I would plant some in the next uh, few weeks and then sow some in the springtime. The main thing is you just got to make sure those seeds are in contact with real dirt. So sort of scruff it up, throw it on, some. even if you got mulch, you know, pull the mulch back and just put it where the seeds are on real dirt and just walk away from them. Hello? Uh, I don't know what's going on here. I, we dropped another call here. Okay. Uh, I tell you what, technical stuff, and I didn't touch anything. And Java, you were over talking with Kevin, so you didn't touch anything. I think it must be the dust devils from the Delta doing this. and <laughs> They've got a lot of dust devils out there. By the way, if you've never seen a dust devil... They're all over the delta right now. They look like little tornadoes, brown tornadoes, and instead of coming from the sky down to the ground, they start at the ground and go up. Sometimes a hundred feet or more, even sometimes a lot more than that. But anyway, dust devils got interference. We're gonna take a real quick break. We've got some callers on the line, and we're gonna come back with some of your calls and uh, some other, some emails and some events coming on. I'm Horace Foster Russian. Uh, Kevin Farrell's in there being the phone greeter. Uh, Java Chapman is our producer. We're going to take a real quick break and come back right after this. Connection here, you you know, you're too young to remember Fraggle Rock. No,
1: I'm not. I remember Fraggle Rock.
0: Well, you know, Jim Henson, who's from Leland, Mississippi, his dad worked at Stoneville at the Experiment Station. He came up with the Muppets, but he also did Fraggle Rock. And the reason I'm saying that of all the Muppets and all the Fraggles, of all the creatures out there, the one I identify with is Uncle Traveling Max. Remember him?
2: <laughs> I, could, I could see it. He,
0: he he was a Fraggle who would go out in the world and he would send postcards back from places he'd been. So I'm Uncle Traveling Max from the Anyway, uh, did stop by the uh, the Jim Henson uh, Museum there on Deer Creek in Leland. Talked to the Deer Creek Garden Club. Lovely ladies. We had a lot of fun, and they're sprucing it up. They're having their Garden Club's hundredth anniversary coming up in a couple of years. And uh, my great grandmother's a member of a Garden Club over in Indianola, about four fifteen miles or so away. But anyway, we had a lot of fun with the Garden Club ladies and enjoyed visiting uh, the 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 Muppet Museum, the the uh, Jim Henson exhibit. Hadn't been there. It's so a lot of fun. Now, we're going to try this again. We're going to go back to Woodville. Karen, are you still there? Hey.
3: Yes, I'm
0: here. Okay, by the way, before you get to your question, mm-hmm. right by the library in Woodville, on either side, is a, be- uh, is a pair of beautiful pink Sasanqua camellias. Ah. Uh, and when they bloom, the whole ground up on the whole library lights up. Just want to let you know, I've been downtown okay. Woodville.
3: Oh, right. Well, I'm new down here, so I'm, I appreciate the um, the hints about where to go. And that's the Sanquas bloom um, in the fall, don't they?
0: they? They do. They do. It'll be, oh, November, December, but they're, they're real pretty. They're big ones, and they're pink, and the whole ground will be covered with the pink petals. Anyway, oh, wh- what you got going on out in the boondocks?
3: Okay, I really am in the boondocks, but when they um, – um uh, prepared this land for me to, to live on. Uh, they took down a magnolia. Can you believe that?
5: Yep. And
3: it's in a perfect spot, and it's coming back up from the root. The root or, or the stump is uh, ground level, uh-huh. and it's coming back up with about four um, stalk's coming up, yeah. and I've been talking to it and taking care of it. <laughs> now, what do I do? Do I trim it back, uh, take off some of those stalks, or well, and when do I do it?
0: In the long run, it's not going to do great. I'm going to talk about the long, long run, because sooner or later, the trunk itself is going to decay. It's going to rot right oh. down to the ground, because it's just made out of unpressure-treated wood. Uh, But at the same time, if you leave one or two or three or all four of them and just have a big dog with it, enjoy what you have while you have. And they're going to grow really fast, Karen, because, you know, even though the top is cut off, their roots are still intact. They're going to put that stuff is going to jump next year. So, you know, whether you want to keep it as a magnolia bush, you know, or or cut off to just one, you know, it. It, it might live 10 years it might live five years might live 27 years we don't know
3: well i want to tell you that you know it's going to outlast me probably but, there you go because uh, i got a few years on me okay well did,
0: did the one the, though did you say they cut it down did you holler at them
3: Uh, I shake my finger every time they get near a a, a little tiny one coming up. I say, you know, that's mine. (laughs) You, you You ought to know what a magnolia looks like by now.
0: What you might want to do, and this is just because it's going to not look like a regular magnolia tree, you know what nandina is. Yeah, you know, put you some nandina, some spider, you know, put you some shrubs around it. Let it, it let it sort of be the centerpiece of an arrangement out there. Okay, and that That's way, okay. if it doesn't make it, you still got the, the the frilly stuff left.
3: Okay, but it will have new roots too. So, I was just kind of hoping the stump was just going to be. Dessert or something.
0: Well, yeah. Well, here, here's what's gonna happen if they're sprouting off the the original plant. You know, then again, that uh-huh. the, that trunk is gonna decay. It's gonna decay into the ground because that, this is what they do. Uh-huh. And you could actually, when it starts to decay, throw some dirt in it and plant something else in that.
3: Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. That that tells me pretty much what I figured I was gonna do anyway. But you, the option is to leave them all on uh, rather than trim them off to one that would get stronger man.
0: you know it's it, when it boils down to it no two people do the same thing it's just exactly like plucking eyebrows you leave the ones you want and get rid of the ones you don't want
3: <laughs> well okay i appreciate your help okay. and i especially appreciate that. It's a thankful clue okay. that was uh, a good one too
0: great thanks right. karen we really appreciate your call
3: <laughs> thank you
0: and by the way, next week there's going to be, oh, oh I want to share an email real quick if I can before we go to the next call. This is a, an important one from Emily Black. She said, I've been binge listening to you while planting all my bulbs. Last two episodes, you said pyrethrum, pyrethrin is safe for pests. This is something that controls fleas and stuff like that. And I've always said that because that's what I've always taught. Anyway, she said, I'm a veterinarian veterinarian. And one of the worst emergencies I see is pyrethroid toxicity in cats. And I didn't know about this. Did a little research. Sure enough, cats can get, uh, they have neurological seizures. They can even die from this. And this is stuff that we use for fleas. Apparently, cats are extremely uh, toxic to them. A very small amount of pyrethum can uh, can cause it if it's on clothes, cats brush you up against it and then groom. Uh, and even some companies put it in flea medication for cats. Uh, anyway, it would be great if you could inform your listeners that it's safe in dogs but deadly in cats. L- live and learn. I Live and learn. The reason I thought it was safe because it's on cat flea medicine. And I just, anyway, pyrethrin, which I recommend for flea control, not good for cats. Let's uh keep the cat off it till it dries if you can. Anyway, appreciate that a whole lot. Uh I really don't mind learning stuff that's important like that, Emily. Now let's go to uh Polly and uh Jean in Mobile. Hey Jean, good morning.
6: Hey man, what you know about plucking eyebrows and crying out loud?
0: Well, you know, every now and then I get one grows off the rim of my ear, if you believe it or not. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, uh, what I call you about banana plants. Uh, I've got one's got some bananas on it, and then somewhere in passing, I don't know what I got up to use somebody else. Uh, that you're supposed to cut that bloom off there after it comes out, and the bananas are already out. So, does that make any sense?
0: You know, I, I don't know, because I've never heard anybody doing that. You know, bananas, if, if you see a mature banana, it's got these little tiny black spots in the middle of it. Those are seeds. Of, of the But I don't know if cutting the flowers off will, you know, because they'll make a, a group of uh, a hand of bananas. I guess it's called a hand. And then they keep blooming more and more and more. It could be that if you cut off the ends of the flowers and leave some of the bananas, they might ripen quicker. Now that's,
6: that's what I, that's what I think I had heard. I don't know where I got that information. Well, from. that
0: that is a pretty good educated
6: guess. It takes some of the weight off of the, the bush itself too. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, uh, and you know, and and the the ones that are former now, they don't have a chance anyway. So you know, let's uh, try it on some and leave some.
6: Right, one one comment uh, uh, last year, a couple of years ago, you mentioned about taking the bags of leaves and putting around your. Uh, banana plants in a winter time to keep them from freezing in the right. stalk.
0: Well, I don't know if you have to do that in Mobile, Gene. I mean, come on. You're on the Gulf Coast.
6: Well, let me tell you what I did, though. See, I'm a smart guy. You said bags at least, so I got some fences put around there, piled up, and it'll ride it all <laughs> mine my- <laughs> I ride a big pile. This will be a wonderful year for them to come up because it's warm all year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you live and learn, huh?
6: Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, appreciate it.
0: Okay, Gene. Thank you thank so you. much. Bye-bye. Speaking of Mobile, there's going to be a plant swap on October 26th uh, down in Mobile. The old Dolphin Way plant swap is 10 o'clock. I've been there several times. Central Presbyterian Community Garden is right by the Central Pres Church at Dolphin and St. Anne. It's a lot of fun, good plans, interesting comments. And uh, again, that's October 26th. I'd like to find out if anybody knows when the Flora Mississippi plant swap is going to be because that's a good one. Anyway, let's go to. I'm not all these blinking lights. I don't know what to do. There's so many blinking lights here. Okay, Polly from Covington. Polly, they got blinky lights since I was here last week.
4: Hey, Felder.
0: Howdy. What's up?
4: (laughs) I have a question about potting soil. I mix mine like you like you do, half Mm -hmm. and half with a little agricultural lime. Well, I keep it in a great big metal container. Me too. And when I went to repot something last week, it it had this white stuff kind of on top of it. Is that mold? Should I throw it out and and
0: make another bat? Well, if if it is mold, it's just growing on the the potting soil because of all the humidity. You know, we right, have so much right. humidity, and it, it wouldn't be a <clears throat> excuse me. It would not be a problem to the plant. I would just stir it in. It's not going to be a plant problem. It could also be that the lime is sort of crushed it over in the humidity. That might be all it is. Oh, okay. But but okay. It, so it's I, not it's not a disease I'd worry about. Just sort of stir it all up when you repot stuff.
7: All righty. Well, you saved me a job, so Okay. thank you. Hey, hey, I'm going to be pretty
0: close to where you are in a, a couple of weeks. There's going to be a really cool thing uh, over in Poplarville. They're having uh, the uh, a Sweet Mississippi Tea Festival, downtown Poplarville. It's not very far from Covington. Uh, October 18th and Friday and Saturday 18th, 19th. I'm going to be down there with my pickup truck with all the stuff in it. Come on over and see me. I'll do
8: that. Okay. Thanks for telling me. Okay,
0: Polly. See ya. you.
8: Uh-huh. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, the folks, uh, Don van der Verken and Jeff Brown, the Pearl River Tea Company, having a first-ever event, Poplarville Sweet Mississippi Tea Festival, October 18th, 19th. I'll be in there in my pickup truck. Okay, now let's go to, I'm going to say Mary May, from Jackson. I, I guess the right blinking light, Mary. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So far, so good.
7: <laughs> well, I just wanted to tell you all about Mississippi's Walk for Diabetes this Sunday. Mm-hmm. At Southern Farm Bureau and Watkins Drive, because everyone knows someone with diabetes. Yeah, every dollar, every dollar we raise stays in our state to care for our children and adults living with diabetes. When,
0: when does it start?
7: Uh, registration's at 1. The walk starts at 2. And they can call us at the office at 601-957-7878 or visit our website, msdiabetes.org. That's
0: a good tip. By the way, I saw that on Next Nextdoor.
7: Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, so, so. yeah, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, anyway, I, pretty, <laughs> see, I see I'm not always a jerk on that site.
7: No, I, I like that site. Very, <laughs> well, thank you very I hope
0: y'all have a great turnout. I hope it's not too humid, too.
7: Well, thank you so much, and thank you for uh, letting me share that information.
0: You bet, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now let's go to uh, Ann in West Tennessee. Now, West Tennessee could be across the river. No, that's, yeah. that's West Memphis.
8: <laughs> yeah, Savannah. Okay, well, what's up? I have a Christmas cactus I received as a gift in twenty eleven mm-hmm. and without me doing anything to it it knows to bloom every year at Christmas time. Yeah. It's doing so well, I've just left it alone. But now it's pretty overgrown. It's it's like it's just like really getting too huge for it yeah. and, I, and and it's it needs more more potting soil. So what I want to know is how or how much should I cut it back is several inches, okay, you know, pinch it back. I don't want to mess up how well it's doing, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, these things, they bloom in response to shorter days. It's a day sensitive thing, sort of like uh, poinsettias, you know. They start to set their flower buds when the days get shorter. Uh-huh. And, uh, and 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 I think that you've got time to go ahead and cut it back, and the new growth have time to set flower buds. I don't know. So just in case, cut yeah. some back and leave some not cut, just in case. I like that. But, but to answer, and by the way, the parts you cut off, they root like ringing a bell. The main thing is put them in small pots of potting soil and don't keep them wet. A matter of fact, let them dry out for a few days before you, before you water them because they're succulents and you can rot them right at first. But if you want to root some, but anyway, you can cut them back anywhere you want. So sort of like yeah. layering a, 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 a haircut, you know, just cut some yeah. back pretty far, some not so far. You know, just sort of layer it a little bit, and leave some unpruned just in case the, uh, the other ones don't have time to set buds.
8: Oh, that sounds perfect. And do I just kind of just pinch it back rather than using a clipper? Is that better? Well,
0: you, your, you can grab me fingers and twist them off. Twist
8: them off. Okay. You know, I,
0: I, any way you want because, they, you know, each one of those little weird little joint things uh, is like a stem, and the part mm-hmm. that you leave is what's going to branch out. Um, and so, I mean, you can actually cut it right through on those green things if you want to. It's, it's not going to hurt the yeah. plant.
8: But, and also, uh, when, when I do trim, you know, I pinch these little uh, guys off, then can I like try to repot those for like a, a neighbor or something? Yeah,
0: yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. And start put put three or four or five in each of some small pots. You know, pots bigger than a coffee cup. You know, okay. but a kind of a small okay. pot with some potting soil. Again, let them dry out for a few days before you water them, and then don't keep them wet. Let it get a little dry between soakings, and they'll start growing roots, and they'll grow plants quicker than you can imagine.
8: Oh, you you are marvelous. Thank you so very much, for your help. Okay. Um, well, have, and and, and uh-huh.
0: wh- whoever you give a piece of that plant to, when yours bloom, take a picture and give them a picture of that, too.
8: Do what?
0: When yours bloom, be sure to take a picture of it and give it to people, whoever you give a piece of it to.
8: Oh, okay. That sounds perfect. All well, right. Thank you so much. You, you take good care. Thanks, we Anne. you.
0: Appreciate your call. Let's slide back across the river to Memphis. Hey, Mike. Good morning, sir.
1: Good morning, builder. How are you? So
0: far so good. Not so bad. What's up?
1: Uh, I got a strange problem. Uh, I got a tomato plant that is just as lush as can be and blooms all over it and no tomatoes.
0: Yep. 95 mid-90s uh Tomatoes, peppers, beans, a few other plants. When the temperatures hit the mid nineties, they don't form right. They don't pollinate right, and the flowers are shed off, or sometimes the little tomatoes, just like they've been snipped off with a little pair of scissors, just from nothing but high temperatures.
6: Is that what it is? Well, Well, they come on later in the fall.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. This this is real common. It's real common uh, on tomatoes and peppers, particular, and some beans. It's real, real common. Uh, If you could just give it about a half shot. Fertilizer, you know, don't push them too much in this in this this uh, this late in the About a half strength fertilizer, uh, they should go ahead and put on some more flower buds and do quite well in October, November.
6: Well, they have flower buds all over them now. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Don't put too much fertilizer; can cause them to throw pl- uh, flowers off too. So, half strength fertilizer, kind of just, you mix with water. Whatever it calls for in a gallon of water, put that in two gallons of water. Doesn't look like enough, but give them a little bit of fertilizer, and uh, and as soon as it starts cooling down next week or so, those flowers will start setting.
6: Are you talking
1: about like miracle growth? Yeah, something like that. That's a good one. Okay, all right. Half Great. strength,
0: half half
6: strength though. Okay, I appreciate it, man.
0: Okay, Mike, appreciate that.
6: All
1: right.
0: All righty. We've got some lines over. We'd like to mention next Wednesday, October 16th, is the 64th Annual Edward C. Martin Jr. Landscape Symposium. Uh, Gary Bachman and Bob Bruzak are going to be giving presentations. It's co-sponsored by the School of Landscape Architecture and the Garden Clubs of Mississippi, Inc. Uh, it's 30 bucks at the door, but it's from 9 o'clock to noon, and there's some really, really Great, great information there. That's going to be at the Boston Extension building right by the stadium um, next Wednesday. I hope to see some of y'all there. We can take a real quick break, listen to uh, some cheesy music in honor of Jim Henson. You know, everybody does Kermit the Frog. Well, you know, they had some other Muppets also. And this is a real cheery tune uh, in honor of Jim Henson, who I understand just uh, his birthday was not that long ago. Anyway, I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing, me and Java Chapman, and uh, Kevin Farrell. we gonna be right back with more here on MPB.
8: This is Chanel Benz. Come listen to my podcast for Right On Mississippi at mpbonline.org.
0: Okay, doke, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's failed to rushing. And somewhere in there, Kevin Farrell sneaked out. And the phone greeter, Jamie. Jamie is our volunteer from Macomb. Good to see her about back. She wasn't here last week. Anyway, so it's Jamie. She's, uh, she's a lot sweeter than Kevin. So when you give us a call, be nice to her. Uh, toll-free 1-877-MPB-RING. We'd like to remind you again, I'm going to be at the MAX downtown Meridians from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Tomorrow morning, Saturday, we're going to have a talk about wacky containers, going all sorts of stuff in wacky containers. And believe me, I've got some. I'm just a little little how-to stuff, too. And then a little plant swap. If you want to bring a good plant in a pot or a sack or something, a plant that's ready to go, we'll have a real informal plant swap. And then slide over and visit the master gardeners over at the train station right next door. Uh, We'd also like to, to, to mention again that, um, I'm going to be at the, uh, hopefully I'm going to be at the, the uh, Landscape Seminar on campus at Mississippi, Mississippi State at the Boston Extension Building by the stadium next uh, Wednesday. It's uh, the uh, Landscape Seminar. They've got some really good speakers. Hope you enjoy that a whole lot. Now, let's talk to Penny in Gulfport, Penny, <laughs> they've got new buttons. They've got new lights here, and they're right at my bifocal line.
7: <laughs> what's what's up? Good morning. Howdy. Um, my husband and I are building a house in Pass Christian, where a house used to sit before uh, Katrina. Uh, yeah, and there is a beautiful uh, camellia bush that is old and looks like it's probably maybe six feet high. And we're trying to. We saved the oak tree and built the house around the oak tree, but the driveway is going to have to go where the camellia is. So Mm. we need to move the camellia, and I need to know the best time to move it. And uh, if it can't go in the ground right away, what should I do? Because I'm desperate to save this beautiful camellia. Okay, it's you
0: know I'm I'm going to be optimistic and pessimistic at the same time you ready for this oh. uh, keep in mind I, don't I, know. <laughs> I worked at a i worked at a nursery where we grew trees and shrubs in fields and dug them and moved them and transformed the landscape so it's possible but an old plant is going to have all of its important roots going to be way out from the trunk oh. and w- even if you dig it with one of these special digging machines you're going to get mostly just the shoulders and elbows not the fingers of the roots so it's going to be hard to pull off even somebody who knows what they're doing, uh, I 'm not trying to be negative, just trying to say it it ain't easy because the, right. the, the roots are woody and they're big around as your arm anyway, Oof. if you want to give it a try, the best time to do it is going to be in the dead winter, you know sometime after we've had you know some really cold weather, and all the, the trees that drop their leaves have dropped their leaves late december, january february that that's the time when there's the least amount of stress on the plant. Mm-hmm. And then, if you're going to do it, uh, bite the bullet and thin out some of the branches, sort of like you're like a bonsai type thing, you know, yeah. to take some of the stress off the fact that there's not enough roots left. So, in other words, gotcha. cut some of the branch, cut some of the limbs off, and then cut some of the branches off the limbs that are left, and that'll take a lot of workload off the plant for next year.
7: Okay. Well, the oak tree that we're trying to save, uh, someone told us we can only put a quarter inch of soil a year. On
0: its root, oh, they're making, that, it. Up. They're making okay. that up. They're making that up. They're making that up. The truth is, you know, the heavy equipment you use to spread the stuff does more crushing damage than smothering them with roots. You could put uh, a couple, of three inches on top of most, in your kind of soil, because it's good, well-drained soil down there. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't worry so much about that as as putting heavy equipment up under there, because that crushes the roots. Okay. So I would, okay. I would put some flags all the way around it, maybe some uh, construction mm-hmm. tape all the way around the outer edge of the branches and just give them all the evil eye. If they come, if, don't let them park there. They're going to want to park under there because it's shady. Don't let them. Don't let yeah, them. Yeah, right
7: up. now it's got a thousand bricks sitting on one side of it.
0: Well, you know, the the equipment it takes to move that stuff, again, those roots are pretty fragile, and you're kind of well-drained soil, and it's real easy to crush them. So uh, anyway, covering them up with dirt is nowhere near as bad as heavy equipment. But, uh, okay, and 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 good luck. There may be a landscaper down on the coast who'd be willing to to to, to move the camellia for you. Okay. Because it, okay. it it would be hard even for me, and I've done that a long time.
7: Okay. Well, we'll see you at Salute on the fifteenth.
0: Okay, and also try, think about rooting some cuttings.
7: Okay, good
0: idea. Thank okay, you. good luck. I hope not too negative.
7: No, no.
0: Okay, okay. bye-bye. All righty. Now let's slide over to uh, across the bay to Fairhope, Louisiana. Hey, Daniel, good morning, sir. Good morning. What's up?
2: Uh, yeah, so my um, yard, I was kind of lackluster in my backyard these days. It's mostly, like, kind of sandy. Seems like most of my grass has pretty much died out. Mm-hmm. And I was going to start over, but I have some weeds back there that I really want to get rid of, like some virginia buttonweed, and I just didn't just kind of since it's been so dry lately, I haven't been watering because I don't want to keep it growing. Yeah. Um, Should I just put out some chemical to kill it and then start over with some new sod or what's the best way? Well, you could.
0: uh, Virginia buttonweed, it comes back from seeds. You can kill all the plants out there, but, you know, the little seed pods look like tiny little footballs and Mm -hmm. there's lots of them. So you could kill all the Virginia buttonweed out there. More is going to come back from seeds. So rather than spray a chemical out there, you know, which would kill it, but, you know, so would just lightly tilling or scraping it, you know, just lightly working the, the dirt up, which would kill it and put the sod right on top of it. Let it become organic matter for the soil Oil.
2: Okay. Uh, no, and, no, uh, and then, how do I keep it from coming back next year? Oh guess, yeah, so not, kinda,
0: yeah. What what kind of grass are you going with?
2: I think I'm gonna get some Saint Augustine.
0: Okay. If you'll set your mower on the highest setting, throw okay. the wrench away, and only fertilize it about half strength with some centipede food every other April. Mow high. Yeah, okay. well, no more than no more than once a year. You know, the, the, the researchers say you can fertilize St. Augustine twice a year, but that's assuming uh-huh. that you're mowing a lot and watering a lot and doing that other stuff. So if you'll just mow high and fertilize it with the stuff they call centipede food, that's all your St. Augustine needs, maybe once a year. Uh, those two things alone will make your grass so thick and healthy. Without growing too fast, it'll shade
2: out a lot of your weeds really well. Okay. So the centipede food because I was like using like milorganite. I don't know if that's
0: okay well, milorganite mil- 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 is fine. The problem, by the way, that's a proud product of the people of Milwaukee. Did you know that?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's,
0: it's kind of funny. <laughs> it, it is, and it's and it's fine. Uh, but and it's good slowly. Milorganite is fine. You know, the main that's okay. the main thing is you want to have something that's slow acting, long lasting. Milorganite. Or the stuff they sell, a centipede food, which is a, a, it's a, a chemical fertilizer, it's really gentle and long-lasting. And the grass okay. recycles it in all the clippings over and over and over.
2: Okay, so you think I could just like go ahead and lay some sod now and I kind of just clean up what's ever on the, on the lawn now and, go ahead yeah. and lay some now or wait till next year? Is this
0: a, well, it's, it's getting kind of late. First of September is sort of the cutoff date because it takes a month and a half or so for the grass to really get knitted into the dirt. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and, and the Virginia buttonweed dies down when it gets cold, so you might want to think about doing this sometime in the spring when the grass is really starting to, to grow good. Otherwise, you to sit there, and if we have a, uh, a sunny wind, uh, winter, it's windy and sunny, it could dry the sod out that doesn't have roots on it. So you'd have to water in the summertime, even in the wintertime, because it doesn't have roots on it yet. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a lot easier just to spend the wintertime just sort of roughing it up, you know, getting rid of the worst of the weeds physically, mm-hmm. mechanically, however you want to do it, and then mm-hmm. lay the sod down sometime in late March or April. It'll grow a lot quicker then.
2: Okay. All right. Great. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. If you have some more questions, shoot me an email, Daniel.
2: Will do, thank
0: you. All righty. And by the way, the email is garden at mpbonline.org. Hey, let's slide over to Mobile and talk with Doug. Hey, Doug. Hello. Uh-oh. Doug said, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, then we're going to have a little uh, a little bit of uh, fun at the MAX tomorrow in Meridian it costs five bucks again in. It's a special uh week weekend it's a special rate. I think you'd really enjoy it. I think kids are free. But anyway, if you want to come to this program it's from nine o'clock to eleven o'clock, gonna be talking about all sorts of I'm not gonna talk for two hours about growing stuff in pots. We're gonna do whatever we need to do and have fun at the same time. And if you come to it wanna bring a little plant in a pot or a bag or something, we'll have a little plant swap and uh that that'll be real easy. Um would like to also mention again the um uh, the landscape seminar at Mississippi state. That's next Wednesday. Uh, I would like to, to also say that this past week I spray painted my Nandina's John Deere green with some red berries because they were brown. And I think, uh, for our podcast, we'll probably uh, post that. So anyway, if you want to uh, give me a call, it's toll free. 1-877-MPB ring. Be glad to, to yak with you about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, a couple of quick emails. I got uh, this is from Julie Saint Romains. Want to know the best way to prepare her potted plants for bringing indoors? And what I suggest is she sort of loosen up the the top inch or so of the potting soil, make sure nothing's hiding there. Water the plants really, really good, maybe three times, a few minutes apart, to drive anything out of the dirt. Clean up some old leaves, you know, maybe spray them down, uh, neaten it all up. Put some fresh mulch on top of the potting soil and they'll be ready. Uh, Put them up on the porch so that the lizards and stuff can't find it uh, quite, as, quite as well. I also have a sort of a poignant email I want to share with y'all when we come back. I uh, could probably use some advice on this one, too. So we're going to take a real quick break and come back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Me and Java and Jamie, we're having a woo time. We'll be right back. All righty, welcome back, folks. Uh, before we get these phone calls, I want to share a poignant uh, email, and I could probably use some advice and pass on this. Brother, here, here. I'm I'm a change the name to protect the innocent, uh, Felder. We have a situation. I wonder if you could help with our sweet young nephew on the Gulf Coast, almost an Alabama line, needs an apple tree that'll grow down there. So far, so good, right? Uh, she said his grandmother let him plant the seed of an apple he'd eaten. This is a little little boy. She, he planted an apple seed from an apple that he that he'd eaten, uh, but then Grandma went around and replaced it with a morning glory seed that's growing like crazy. And he's checking it every day, waiting for apples. <laughs> uh, he thinks he's growing an apple tree. Anyway, the ruse has gone on for some weeks. She hopes he'd forget about it, but every time he comes over, he's focused on the progress of his apple tree. Now she's looking for a baby apple tree to plant out there for this boy. At what point, do you need to wait till he's like 18 or 25 before you say, hey, remember that apple tree? Ha, ha, it was a morning glory. (laughs) How do you handle something like that? At what point do you hope he forgets it? Because sometimes little boys don't forget their apple that they grew at Grandma's house. Anyway, help me out if you can. Garden at mpbonline.org. Now let's go to um, Brenda in Port Gibson. Hey, Brenda.
5: Oh, it's Linda. Uh,
0: Linda. Lovely town, Linda.
5: Yes, well, I bought another Confederate rose mm-hmm. at uh, at our farmer's market. Right. I got it home, and uh, I live in a, an apartment complex, so I brought it inside. Mm-hmm. It grew and had the flower, not flowers, but the greenery and everything growing right. on it. Uh-huh. But as soon as uh, I, my sister now put up curtains. Then, it begin to die. Order right,
0: right. Okay. Well, the, one of the problem. This is a plant that needs to be out in the full sun and the heat and the humidity and the sunshine. Places where you and I would not sit. It needs a lot of sunshine, but it also needs warmth and needs humidity. So between the the light, the low light, the low humidity of your air conditioning, and the uh, and it not being really really hot indoors. It's really not good for that particular plant. It wants to be out. It's in the same family as okra. That'll give you an idea of where it wants to grow. Oh
3: no! Yes, it's in the same
0: family as okra, so it's not really a great plant to to. to it's, you know, I'd move it out on the porch if you could.
5: Because uh, they, I mean, the the tops of it, mm-hmm. everything has not everything, but it everything has turned kind of brown.
0: Yeah, it'll do that.
5: Well, like, I want to know, how do I resurface it? How, how can well, I revive it?
0: One thing you can do, Linda, is you can cut those plants back. Wherever you cut it back, they bush out real quick, just like a rose bush would. So, so you can cut okay. it back, and that'll stimulate. It sort of kickstarts some new growth. So if you cut it back, wherever you want to cut it back, it'll put out growth right there. And if, oh. you, if you cut it back a little bit and put it out uh, on the porch where it gets some sunshine, it should yes. do, It'll do a whole
5: lot better. Thank you so much for answering my
0: call. Okay, Linda. Okay. Good, good luck on it. Let us know all how right. it does.
5: All right. Bye-bye.
0: Okie-dokie. Okay, let's go to Benton. Hey, Billy. Good morning, sir. How are you doing today? So far, so good. What's
6: up? I need to ask you a question, or two questions, really, all. Which has the most food value for a human being, broccoli or cauliflower? One's green and one's white.
0: They're about the same. They're both flower buds. They're probably, you know, pretty equal. The same family. The, you know, not much difference between the two. I imagine nutritionally, uh, cauliflower might have more because it's denser, but it wouldn't be enough to really make a big difference.
6: Another question was, how can I get some goldenrod started? At the edge of my garden,
2: a seed or dig up the roots from.
0: Well, this, oh, this is near and dear to my heart. matter of fact, I've got a piece of goldenrod right here. I was showing it to Java earlier. A lot of people don't realize those big, tall spikes of yellow flowers, if you look at them up close, each is full of tiny little individual flowers, and they're all in the same family as sunflowers. So, you know, that big flower head is hundreds of little bitty small Uh, sunflower-looking thing. Anyway, to answer your question, if you'll find some that you like, because they're not all alike, just like kids, find one that looks good, uh, go ahead and uh, and mark it. And sometime this fall, if you'll cut it down and just move the roots, it'll sprout back out for the roots next year and do great.
2: Use the roots. That's what I want to know. I appreciate that. Thank you, Okay,
0: Billy, appreciate it. Good luck on the cauliflower thing. Hey, let us know which one makes you feel better. (laughs)
5: <laughs> we'll do <laughs>
0: okay. You bet. Now let's go down to mobile, and I'm. Is this is this Reggie?
1: Yes.
0: Hey, what's up, Reggie?
1: Good morning. How are you doing? Fine. Um, I had a couple questions. I, I only talked about one in the free screen, but the most important one that I'm trying to deal with right now is: I uh, bought some frost-proof gordinas a mm-hmm. few years ago, yeah, and only have one that's flourished. Um, with big green leaves and full of blossoms, um, and I have another one where half of it is flourishing, the other half looks like it's struggling. Yeah, I had uh, four or five others on the, on the other side of the house, still in the front. Yeah, um, that's died, and uh, and I've replanted, and one's died, and the other ones
0: struggling. Yeah. Let me me have a a couple of real general things. I've planted, I don't know, there's no telling how many thousands of shrubs I've planted over the years, including a lot of gardenias. Here's the things that all shrubs really need. Uh, when you dig a hole w- bigger than you think, if you don't feel a little stupid about it, it ain't big enough. doesn't have to be deep, but wide. And it's really important, uh, Reggie, to loosen up the potting soil and roots when you pull it out of the pot and put it in the ground. That's real important. Because otherwise, that that little water potting soil stays wetter and drier than the dirt around it. So it's really important to loosen those roots up. And a lot of people don't do that. And this can cause serious long-term uh, problems. Uh, the, the other thing is... Gar- uh, Wholesale nursery and do something that's a little bit devious, because they want plants to look good, they'll put two or three rooted cuttings in each pot. So you may have two or three plants where you think each one is an individual plant, and if one of them dies, it looks like a third or half of the whole thing's dying. So it, it, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll you know, pack them in there and make them look better in the pot. And uh, that's pretty common. So the two most common things, uh, not loosening the roots up and then keeping them either way, way too wet or letting them get way too dry between soakings, those are the main things that will cause them to just turn brown and die.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: And if, if, so, you, if you didn't loosen those roots, you can still go out there and throw some dirt on top and sort of work it in around the potting soil. The main thing, we want to let dirt work in around the original roots so they're not in just thin air and bark.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I have some pretty, maybe I dug them too deep, um, uh, and not wide enough, uh, and I got some pretty thick, uh, dense red clay. And my where where my yeah my, my well
0: started. yeah and what I would do is is I would take a shovel and go out if you can remember where the original hole was go outside that and loosen the dirt the clay up sort of fracture it so that the the you know you don't have to dig it really good but make it where water can get out of that original hole and then uh, throw a little you know, some dirt on top and you know just main thing is they're staying way too wet from all this rain we had in a clay bowl in the ground gotcha. So uh, anyway, and if you need to, in the wintertime, if you want to dig some up, rework the so- soil, and replant them, uh, you can do that in the wintertime. It shouldn't hurt them at all.
1: Do the wintertime because they're dormant? Yeah. Gotcha. Everything else I planted at the same time is doing really well, except those Gordians. Yeah. I planted roses. I planted uh, uh, clieras. Yeah. Um, I planted, see, the, the little short purple, uh, the purple shrubs. Are the name leaves me right now.
0: Yeah, Laura la- la- Petalum.
1: Lower pelems. I planted yeah. some dwarf yeah. lower Everything well, Everything's doing well except those gardenias.
0: Well, gardenias are a little bit more sensitive. Uh, some boxwoods are. There's a handful of plants that are a little bit more sensitive, but they're all probably suffering. Ne- next time you plant something, wide hole, loosen up the roots, and don't keep them too wet. All right, Reggie, we got a scoop, man. Let's go, go to Becky over in Mobile. Hey, Becky, good morning. Morning, Felda. Howdy,
8: what's up? Well, I just want to call. I just came in from picking. The last of
0: my zinnias blooms. The last of them? Come on, Becky. You still got two months to grow zinnias.
8: Well, I'm, I'm dealing with some health issues, and that's something I can do for myself early in the morning. Good. But I want to thank you for being there for us. You're such a treasure.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. You know, it's making me blush in here. Well, I'm an old guy.
8: Just know that you are appreciated.
0: Well, thank you. If you get a chance, Becky, put some of those uh, zinnias in a flower vase and send me a picture.
8: Well, I'd... I will. I just put them in a flower vase.
0: Take a picture,
8: and send it to me. I will do that. But anyway, <laughs> thank you.
0: My pleasure, Becky. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, between her and the, the the lady who's running after me with a with a leaf blower calling me MPB, MPB, hey, hey, MPB, I feel real special today. But I'm going to head to the state fair, and I'm going to get over my special feeling by eating one of those $5 ears of corn and maybe some bad food. I'm going to go to the flower show. And look at my plants, and I entered. There's some incredible plants that people from all over the state have brought. Home gardeners, not professionals, and they're having a good time with it. So, anyway, if your plants are brown, you can spray paint them. Not going to hurt them at all. But anyway, it's time to call it a morning. Uh, between Java and Jamie, and all the other folks here at MPB, me and Phil are rushing. Um, It's a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Um, We've had a good time today. If you have some questions, shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. But meanwhile, it looks like it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a little humid. It's getting cool. The State Fair always brings cool weather. So it's a good time to think about planting some lettuces and broccoli and maybe some, you know, just start planting some Hey. Tell you what, take a kid to a garden center or a farmer's market. Help them pick out something. They can plant the grow over the winter, a handful of daffodil bulbs, whatever. It's important to teach kids how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. I'm going to see some of y'all in Meridian tomorrow, and we'll be back here same time, same place.